It's a niece of the shade. They was dying by my car and now they peeping away. On today's episode of Pretty and Profitable, we're going to talk about uh, some new principles. And I think I have the perfect guess because not only is she profitable, but she is pretty on paper. She pretty in person. Like her pictures on Instagram are cute, but she really, really cute in person. So I brought India who embodies the uh, principles of polished and profitable. So we're going to talk about that today. India, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Ooh, where do I start? <laughs> um, so I am India Monet. I am the founder of Landover Labels, which is a wealth building platform for black people. Mm -hmm. um, we are now five years old. And um, ooh, ooh, not a pandemic baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people had time. But you know yes. what? We'll talk about that. Yes. Um, we're now five. She yes. is five. I call yes. it. She's five years yes. old. And she was a product of some pain, mm -hmm. um, some trial, uh, what some people would call tragedy, um, a transition. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and so now I'm still traveling, teaching our people nice. how to invest in real estate. Nice. So I believe that everyone doesn't need to be an entrepreneur. You, you believe that? Yes, absolutely. I'm you get to a point where you like... Mm -hmm. Right. But everyone needs to be an owner. So what do you think about this? The whole idea of not being an entrepreneur, but everyone need, needing to be an owner. I think that ownership is the lack of ownership in our culture is the reason why there's such a lack of power, such a lack of control. The reason why we get owned, right? Mm -hmm. I like to say own or be owned. Mm -hmm. And we get sunned. Yes. Right? And it's because there's such a lack of, of, of power because mm -hmm. we don't own anything. Yes. Right? And so it's not just as simple as, hey, get out of my house because I'm your landlord. Get out of my job. Mm -hmm. Get out of, you know, get out of the state. Right. No, you can't come here and, right. you know, take care of what you need to take care of mm -hmm. when it comes to even, you know, I don't want to go too deep. But we go. Uh, you know, abortion. It's just yes. certain things like yes. laws because we're not in the position of ownership, ownership. right? Mm -hmm. And so we don't realize that. We think that we're free. I, I mm. have a little bit of a problem with the fact that we think that entrepreneurship equals freedom. Where I'm supposed to look. Because <laughs> no. we both looking. <laughs> it don't. No. It does not. No. It no. gives you a certain level yes. of freedom. It gives you a yes. bit of time freedom. Yes. If you have the skill set. Yes. 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 And if you're Go investing ahead. correctly. Yes. Right? But ownership mm -hmm. gives you more power to yes. really be free and really be Absolutely. able to, um, you know, help make these laws yes. and break these rules and break these curses. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just entrepreneurship. So I love that you think that I agree. Yeah. yeah. I agree. One of the things that I talk about um, and, and, you know, a lot of my passion is being, I still have my great grandfather. Oh, wow. um, and again, he's the first black race car driver. So okay. he gives me a lot of history. He's the out of the box man from That's Louisiana. Amazing. Um, but we only have as black people a hundred years of ownership mm -hmm. of our bodies mm -hmm. and even just property. So I always talk about this idea or this concept that, you know, you go from being property to owning property. Yeah. And a lot of people don't acknowledge that we've only had a short time. Mm -hmm. So there are some things that you have to learn and you have to be willing to learn to be an owner. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think our culture finds more pride in owning our bodies, like, you know, expressing ourselves, you know, 
in art and music and all of these things, but we don't really put that same energy towards like our generation. Yes. And toward our community. Exactly. And so I've had people like, you know, we just went to Detroit and somebody was like, that's the hood. I'm like, yeah, it's the hood, but it don't have to be the hood, to be hood. right? But exactly. the only time you'll actually want it is when somebody else wants it. And mm -hmm. now they're going to charge you more to yeah. live there. Or you can't even live there because you can't afford it because mm -hmm. they have built it out, mm -hmm. you know, how they want it. So just really shifting our minds to understand that um, we need to take away all this um, consumer aspect of our of our um, of our culture. Yeah. And really pay attention to, there is no old money in our community, no. really. I have my great-grandfather, which is my grandmother's father. Mm -hmm. And he's an anomaly, you yeah. know, meaning he paid cash for his house. He was a wealthy man, right? But we were still poor. Yeah. You know, like, we were still poor. Mm -hmm. And so there is, like, there's it's not enough time of wealth for us to be so proud that we have a Mercedes and be happy that, you know, just all these things that we talk about, like, I think we need to go back to the basics, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right? Or even one, just one house. I own my house. I own my house. And it's not enough. Because just, when you leave. Yes. Yeah, it's not enough. I think we don't realize what ownership does for mm -hmm. us as a community. So when, mm -hmm. you, when people say that's the hood, it's the hood because even when you're there, you're not going to MPU meetings, neighborhood planning unit meetings. So you don't, know you don't what have doing ten years. Exactly, you have no control <laughs> over what's coming. Yes. You can't yes or no or yay or nay. Yes. what's coming to the hood? But yes. they come in and they buy those properties mm -hmm. and they sit in those meetings yes. that you call the hood, yes. and they control it. And so in ten years, it's no longer the hood. You missed out on not only owning in that area, but you missed out on what's coming to that area, yeah. and most importantly, you missed out on the equity. Yeah, and we complain about it after. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm from Crenshaw and Slauson. Like, okay. I remember when they started building the train that's now done. They told mm -hmm. us it was going to be a train in five years. Like, I literally lived on Slauson yeah. when they were, you know, breaking down things. And that mm -hmm. they said in five years. And yeah. we were like, oh, five years? You know what I mean? So we watch things happen. Mm -hmm. We sit on the sidelines. Yep. And then we talk about the people that do it. And then we ask them for permission afterwards. Yep, exactly. I taught in Newark Ooh. in 2019 and it was mostly New Yorkers. And so we know how gentrified Brooklyn has become. Mm -hmm. At that time. Flat, Flatbush, right? All of the, all of the <laughs> you know, the whole borough yes, now. Yes. But at that time I said, what part of Brooklyn has yet to be gentrified? Yes. And they said, Brownsville. And I said, okay. I pulled up a property in Brownsville. Mm -hmm. And I did an exercise. I pulled it up on Zillow. I okay. said, would you buy this? They were all like, hell no. And I'm like, are you crazy? Right. Are you crazy? Right. Now Brownsville is gentrified. And the property values are insane. And guess who wants to live there? So what you're going to do is you're going to come back to the hood, what used to be the hood, and pay overpriced rent to somebody else's family. Yes. To their legacy, yes. To, you're building their portfolio yes. for them yes. because we didn't we didn't take the leap when we should have. No, what they're gonna say is, do they accept Section Eight? <laughs> <laughs> like they, what? Oh, your ass, no. Okay, right. not curse on you. Not over here. <laughs> right. You know exactly. Exactly. It's unfortunate. Oh. It's unfortunate. Oh. Yes, we hear. <laughs> so in my community, I talk about how women need to um, charge for their services. Okay. 
Um, so how important it, how important do you think it is for women to be profitable before starting a not-for-profit business? Uh, I want you to say that again, but look at her when I say it. So how important do you think it is? Look at the question again. What is it? So how important do you, th where is it? So how important do you think it is for women to be profitable before they start a non-for-profit? Okay. Oh, okay, wait. let me do it again. No, I'm doing it again. Okay. I'm doing it again. The second, the second one. No, I don't know. Niasha made these questions. Okay, well, no, <laughs> I, was, okay. I don't got a nonprofit, but yeah. I can answer. I don't know. Niasha made that question. What's the next one? Maybe she thought so it was how, a nonprofit. No. Oh. I don't know why she did that. Okay, so how um, how does everything you do or not do connect to being profitable? We were talking about section, like the mindset. Okay, so the mindset. Yeah. So how how does mindset play a role in ownership? And because you talk a lot about consumer versus ownership. Yes. Yeah. Since our principle is profitable. Yeah. We're always planning for profit. Yes. She does. There's got to be a return on the investment. Yes. The mindset, the mindset. Yeah. So one of the principles that I talk about is being profitable. And the Proverbs 31 woman, it says literally in there that everything, she makes sure that her dealings are profitable. Mm. How important it is, how important is it for you to make sure that your dealings are profitable? Or how do you do that? Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's the mindset and it's mm -hmm. a very simple concept. Mm -hmm. Profit is priority. And that's just Ooh, it. Wait. <laughs> no, that's good. Let's say it again. Let's start it over. No, just say it again because okay. they need to hear that. It's a very simple concept. Profit is priority. Period. Period. I don't know what I got on my hat today. Seven figure land. Yes. Work? Okay. Period. <laughs> I had my land over labels hat on, but I changed it. You know why? Because hmm. being a landlord is not enough, mm -hmm. right? You need mm -hmm. to be able to not only cash flow, yes. but have equity. Because profit is power. And again, like we said, yes, that's freedom. Yes. That's true freedom. Yes. Right? And so profit is priority. Like that mm -hmm. little greater than sign, land over labels. Mm -hmm. The greater than sign, I actually took the land and the labels off. So if you go to my website, it's just the greater than sign. Because okay. it means that much. Yes. It's the priority. The attention right? to detail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took it off. <laughs> I took <Okay>. it off. <laughs> land is the priority. Yes. And land symbolizes so many things. Yes. It's not as simple. It's not as simple as just land. Mm -hmm. It's not green, grass, and dirt. Mm -hmm. But it's about profit. Yes. And that's the priority. So what you just said is actually in the book. So oh, nice. there's a scripture um, in Proverbs 31. It says that she goes and she inspects a field. It's talking about this woman. Mm. She goes and she inspects a field. She buys it. And with her earnings, she plants a vineyard. So she bought something that she was profitable. Yeah. It had an it had equity. Mm -hmm. And she took the money. She took the earnings from what she bought. And she re. And you see how when you know, you just know. That's the game. That's you reinvest it. And I always tell women, no, she didn't take her earnings and buy another bag. Like <laughs> she went and she reinvested it and she planted a vineyard. First of all, I need to make sure I'm in Bible study. <laughs> Uh-oh. What is that? I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, do you know where you were? She said, I need to make sure. I'm I said, first Bible. of all, I need to make sure I'm in Bible study tomorrow. <laughs> because, yes. yeah, reinvesting mm -hmm. again. And so now, and I like to 
you know, emphasize seven figure landlord. You're going to take your equity. You're mm-hmm. going to reinvest it. Yes. We ain't selling nothing. We don't own enough to sell. You, we don't. Please. We don't you just enough. dropping. You just bomb. Just dropping bombs and just. Oh, it's Fix so and nice. flipping is a thing that yes. people are going crazy about. Yes. But you're flipping out of your legacy. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. How about hold it and turn that house into a business? Exactly. Exactly. Which I've done. <laughs> Which I've done. Yeah. So when we talk about principles, principles can go across all industries. And we did not practice this, but I just know that a woman that understands profit understands what reinvesting is. Yeah. I think for us, it's hard for people to take their earnings mm-hmm. and plant the vineyard because they want the wine like the next day. Yes. They want it the next day. Yes. They want to be able to show. Mm-hmm. So how do you speak into the space for women that are struggling with like they're making the money? Yeah. Right. How do you speak to them and help them to understand the need to plant the vineyard? That speaks to our worthiness, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. This is why, you know, mental and spiritual development is so important. Girl. This is why. Yes. This is why I got to get in Bible study. Listen, I want to quote these scriptures the way you're quoting these scriptures, but not just quote them. I want to understand them and internalize them, right? Because my worthiness does not come from what I'm wearing. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It doesn't. This is a $20 t-shirt. But I own several properties. Yes. My worthiness doesn't come from what I'm wearing. Yes. Again, land over labels and that, mm-hmm. knowing that. I think ownership also comes with that little bit of freedom of not feeling like I'm pressed to show off. To prove something. Like I own some real shit. I don't have to drive this car to make me feel like I'm worthy. Right. Right? And so mm-hmm. that's something, that's a residual. Yes. You know, that's something that comes with owning and being in a position of ownership. Because yes. ownership... I get, not only do I get profit, but there's power in the fact that everybody that I hire is black or minority, mm. right? And on so, purpose. On purpose, yes, right? So it makes, I, you know, I find value in that. Yes. Now I do, don't get it twisted now. I like my things. So yes. I yes. like my labels, yes. I like my stuff, yes. right? And I think we deserve that. Yes. <laughs> but again, it all comes down to priority. Yes. Priority, and when you prioritize, Knowing who you are. Yes. When you prioritize removing yourself from relationships that make you devalue yourself. So you're going to, and, you know, buy some shoes to make you feel better. Post on Instagram to make you feel worthy. When you prioritize putting yourself in the right rooms and removing mm-hmm. yourself from the wrong ones, mm-hmm. then you don't have those issues with worthiness. And so now it's like priority becomes more clear to you. Yes. Right? Yes. You're not fogged. Your brain is not fogged because yes. you came out of this relationship that was you didn't think it was abusive because he didn't touch you, but you battered. Right. On you're the bruised inside. on, the, on inside. the inside. We can't see it, but you're you know, you're adorning your vessel with things to make you feel better. Like girl. <laughs> how much time we got? <laughs> you know, I you talked about getting into rooms and mm-hmm. um I'm tired of hearing that. I know what we mean when we say it, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that not tired, like with you saying it, it's more of the concept that we think that that creates our worthiness. Mm. A lot of people believe if I paid to get in this room, now I'm worthy. Yeah. Now 
you know, I have been in a lot of places, India, and I realized that I didn't even take a picture. Mm, yeah. Because I was really there to make sure that I was becoming. Like, is there something else I need? Like, I was so heavily focused on what is next for me mm-hmm. that I it was no photo op. Yeah. I mean, plus, I told you I'm from L.A. We don't do all that. Yeah. Like, we ain't yeah. doing that, but... You've seen some the, things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we... Yeah. I mean, but... Like, I've been in these spaces where people say that, you know, these high-value people are, but I have felt that they were the most deprived. Mm-hmm. And I didn't fit in with them because I saw them. Right. That definition of high-value, we got to oh, stop. Oh, I'm we so... stop throwing Lord that Lord have mercy because... We have to stop. You know, the, the levels in which people describe value has a lot to do with uh, monetary things. Um, and again, I, I spoke about this on the other episode. A lot of people um, had access to money in the last two years from an artificial market. Yeah. Right. And so their worthiness came from being in spaces they had never been in before, using money they had never had, but they never changed their mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now I think what we're going into is a level in which where the people that know what they're talking about, know what they're doing, it's going to rise, you know, to the top. Coming back to the forefront. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I do believe that when you were talking about um, the the batteredness, I believe a lot of that happened in this space where people were using money to, to display their worthiness. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is so backwards. Yeah. You know, and one of the best things that women can do is first become the woman that could be profitable. Yes. The foundational things and a lot of the foundational things we don't want to do. Yeah. Well, that's another thing about ownership or the lack thereof. We didn't get the experience, right? We are, even for for those of us that are first generation entrepreneurs, we don't know anything about systems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't know what we need to know about reinvesting. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, while we are, you know, showing off the shiny objects, we need to still be learning and, you know, practicing and sitting in places where we can elevate our yes. businesses so that we can maintain and retain them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, again, it comes back to priority. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we have this this quote. It says success leaves clues. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? Mm, to an extent to an extent I believe success leaves clues right but have you ever been in a room where the clues were being put out but they were not the people to catch it Mm. so for me because I know success leaves clues and most of the time when you're dealing with people who are extremely valuable one of the things that I learned is that they most of the time will never repeat themselves. Mm. Right. But I always look at it as I need to make sure that I'm the person that has the clue to get a clue, mm. you know, cause you can be in the space. Yeah. You that doesn't get, mean you're in the space. It doesn't mean that you're in it. Yeah. Like all the things have just gone over, over your, your head. head. Mm-hmm. And so the groundwork is a lot of the alone time sitting down with yourself, working through things so that when you are, in these positions and success is leaving clues because you're ready you, to receive it. You're ready to receive. Yeah. Yeah. My son, he's um, playing a college football, Pac-12, whatever. And he's like one of the, t- you know, one of the top schools. 
and Microsoft and all these, you know, billionaires, they come to their well, university. Well, first of all, wait, I'm stuck on college age, son. <laughs> you look good and still have oh, your great you. grandfather. What a blessing. Wow. Yes. What a blessing. And so he, they were all these billionaires and things that come to this particular school because, they, I mean, it's a really good school, right? Mm -hmm. And so my son calls me. And he's my partner now, my business partner. Like he's mm. getting his, he has a 750 credit score. And, awesome. you know, they have their NIL stuff. So they have, you know, money coming in, but he's re, he's going to reinvest it into property. Awesome. That's He's like, mom, I want to, you know. Okay. But I gave him a goal, right? When he turned 18 and I said, what do you want to do? He says, I had showed him how to calculate the, the deals and how to, you know, calculate your ROI, all of that. I said, so you can buy this or you can buy this. Mm -hmm. He's like, I won't buy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had already trained his mind. So even with his credit right now, he's like, he called me yesterday. Mom, we're at Target. I need to get some pots and pans. So should I use this card? I'm only going to use 150. Yes. Like he's, he's on top of it. Yes, he's ready. Do I pay this card with this bill? This is due. You know, this is my statement due date. You know, mm -hmm. all of that, right? Yeah. But anyway, the people came to, um, to the school and he says, Mom. Um, Microsoft CEO is coming. The, this person's coming. This person. He says, "What should I do?" I said, "Stay quiet and get a notebook." Yeah. And absorb. And absorb. Don't yeah. tell them, "Oh, my mom, this. Oh, I got a good credit, and I'm about to buy it." Absorb. I said, "Get a notebook and close your mouth." Mm -hmm. I love that. Love that. And a lot of times. Our lessons come when we may know a lot, but we just need that one little piece of information. Yeah. You know, yeah. that will change everything. Well, we won't get it until we know that we don't know it all. And that's the problem for a lot of us because we see six figures in our business and now we think we're the we know. experts of everything. No. We may be the expert of something, but, we're but there's still, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's why it goes over our heads. Mm -hmm. We're not open to receive it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that openness comes from being in that word yes right yes like we're open and we're ready to receive because we're humble absolutely yeah absolutely one of the things that I talk about I don't talk about it in the book but um I was studying one day I, I make money so that I can study yes yes I love to just study right love that what's your sign Aquarius okay I'm Gemini so we're oh Jesus <laughs> You know, yes. they said Aquarius is the only sign that understands a Gemini. I have, listen, I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> like, we like, understand the we, ups and yeah, the downs. We're yeah, like, girl, we, we you flow good. and yes. learn and grow. Yes. 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 So I forgot what I was saying. Um, oh, you like okay, to study. yeah, I like to study. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I studied was about, about uh, athletes and the athlete that has bent knees. Mm. Um, the one that is low to the ground is the most, um, is the most, um, that's the athlete that is able to adjust with change really fast. Mm. So if you're standing up too high, you're leaving yourself open for the opponent to knock you down. Wow. And when I read that, I, my brain always like Bible is just in my brain. Right. So I'm listening, I'm reading it. I'm like, wait a minute. So the most valuable player is the one that's low. Mm. Right. Not that's the great. one that's like, oh, I'm, uh, uh, you know, up and right. Mm -hmm. The real true athlete is the one that has bent knees. Mm -hmm. 
And God was like, yeah, I need you to stay on your knees. I need yeah. you to stay on your knees. Yes. And I need you to stay low, not because you're low, but because when it's time to shift, you can move and you can pivot. You can, you know, but you are open for attack when you're up high. Yes, that's so good. That's so good. And God says that. So true. He says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Yeah. You know what, too? I was listening to, well, my cousin was telling me about a sermon she listened to last week. Mm -hmm. And the pastor said, the devil doesn't read minds, mm -mm. right? So when mm -hmm. you go around talking and mm -hmm. speaking, mm -hmm. boasting. Give an insight. Yeah, you let him know what to attack. Yes. Right? Stay Absolutely. on your knees, stay humble, stay quiet, mm -hmm. and stay open to receive. Mm -hmm. It's like. Bent yeah. knees. Yes. You know, when I read it, it's like. The, you know, the the athlete is low and they, they're able to jump up high and then go back down. Mm. Like there's levels and times where the elevation is necessary. Yeah. And there's times where we actually need to display what God has done. Mm -hmm. But he needs to do it. Yes. Love that. Not us. Love that. You know? That's good. Whew. That's good. What does having a bird's eye view of your life look like and how does this help you professionally and personally? You know what? I am, I just said I was a Gemini, so I'm a little <laughs> flighty and all over the place and a little bit ADHD. So Sounds like me. It, ta it takes for me to really reground and mm -hmm. refocus yeah. often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like often. I don't think I'm the regular person with it. Mm -hmm. um, I have to make sure that I'm writing. Mm -hmm. Going back and reading what I'm writing, mm -hmm. ideas are in abundance, mm -hmm. so it's easy for me to jump around yes. from one to the other. Yes. You like, wait a minute, hold still. Mm -hmm. You know, God, which one is in your will? Right, yeah. right. Because mm -hmm. you know, they come to me, they flow to me so freely, yeah. mm -hmm. and I want to attack them all. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And so I have to, I have to, my, my bird's eye view. I have to re refocus and recalibrate. The, and that's okay. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's okay. And I think really embracing who we are, because I think even in the thing that we consider as like maybe a weakness is also sure. our strength. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I will say that. Like we, it's just a little tweaking of, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that's the thing that we should stay on, like focus on that. And yours is like the creativity, the flow, the vision, and all of that. Which can come off as inconsistency. It can for for a, a person that is that needs structure. Yeah, right. My husband is from Africa. He's Ethiopian girl. He needs the structure. structure. Yeah. And when he met me, he was like, he said, I have 13 wives. <laughs> he told my dad that. He was like, I have 13 wives. Good. Right. <laughs> Which one you want today? Exactly. <laughs> But me knowing that, I didn't take offense to it because I know who I am. Mm -hmm. But I have to manage that, um, like you said, manage it. Manage it, yes. And then, you know, sometimes, like, we drive people crazy with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But you need people like us. And you know what? It's It could be considered a weakness, but like you said, it's also a strength. It's because guess strength. what? We're the fastest to pivot when necessary. Listen, because we've had an idea. Oh, this oh, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me reach in my back pocket. Right. Bam. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that's necessary now. So you're talking about pivot. Um, I talk a lot about a few things. I, I really love now talking about the economy, not in the sense of a worried sense, but one of my strengths is watching patterns. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like I identify patterns and I didn't know that about myself. Mm. I didn't know that I was watching patterns and I would see people do the same thing over and over and I would get anxiety. Like, what are they doing? They just did that yesterday. You know, like it I didn't would... work then. Right. <laughs> right. So um, what do you think? Um, and I talked about how I believe our economy right now is more like Great Depressionist, more mm. not recessionist. Mm. It's more Great Depression, um, which is why I've been really um, adamant about talking to black women about money, mm-hmm. you know, being pretty on paper, yeah. being profitable and protecting what you have. Um, but I think this is a, a pivotal time to do it because the economy is not being addressed mm. how it re- what's really going on. So Ooh, what is your so true. What is your thought on that? Um we're in a strange place. Yes. We're in a very strange place and so for me in the real estate realm mm-hmm. everybody has different opinions. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> everybody has different opinions. Oh um, my gosh, it's so confusing. It's very confusing and for a lot of people it's discouraging. And that makes it hard for me. Can I just say this before you a lot of people are followers too. They're not even giving you a real answer. Yeah, they're a thought they're, out answer. They're they're looking for what someone else said. Yeah. Okay. What I like to say is go where the market is. There is still not a baby, an old man, a young man, a black, a, a Jewish person. A, a, there's still no one that doesn't need somewhere to live. Mm-hmm. So strategies have to change. Mm-hmm. Again, that's where that mm-hmm. pivot comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, if you buy a property for one particular purpose, that doesn't mean that's the purpose of it forever. So what I like to say is find the highest and best use of that space. Mm, The highest and the best use. Highest and best use of that space. Oh, I like that. I talked about, well, earlier you mentioned turning a property into a business. Mm -hmm. And I did that recently because Mm -hmm. it was an Airbnb for five years. Okay. It's time to retire. Airbnb has gotten strange. (laughs) Like, that's my word of the day. Strange. It's a little strange. (laughs) It's gotten strange. And so I turned it into a content space because now Mm -hmm. everybody knows that content is king and so you know what is the highest and best use of what you've invested your money in Mm -hmm. how can we pivot and so that's that's super important and Mm -hmm. that's how we navigate this economy now watching patterns watching patterns yeah seeing where the money is would love for you to ask her how she identifies whether an idea that she has will Mm -hmm. be okay oh yes okay Okay. I like that. Yes. So how do you identify whether an idea that you have is profitable? So profit is always the goal, mm-hmm. right? And so as, you know, I call myself an investment strategist. Mm-hmm. I need to see at least two or three strategies mm-hmm. that are possible yes. before I invest in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just kind of knowing, like, I have properties in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Those properties are simply for cash flow. Mm-hmm. They're not for equity. Mm-hmm. So those are my fallback properties. If something, got a little cash. Yeah, got a little <laughs> cash. If something isn't working mm-hmm. in the bigger projects, if something isn't working within my business, land over mm-hmm. labels, if I get sick, mm-hmm. got a little cash. Yes. I don't expect any equity from those yes. properties, yes. right? Because it's not a major city. It's not like Atlanta where people are moving by the thousands, by the boatloads right, right. a day. Right. And so we know, like, you invest in things that you can have multiple uses yes. for or multiple backup plans mm-hmm. so in ohio you know people are like well what happens if they stop paying rent i know that market is known for the assistance mm-hmm. i like to say it's a perfect project what, what it, um, um eat, edit they have section eight but then there's they have section eat eight it, eat it. they have what we call my cap they have 
uh, the Jewish community center who pays rent up mm -hmm. six months at a time. Mm -hmm. It's so many ways for you to get assistance in those. I call those the project areas, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like the government said, we're going to see how long we can, in, you know, disable right. these people. Yes. And, and cripple their thought process. Because it... <laughs> Right, and Invest so those there. project areas, mm. yes, it you know what? I have two different, you know, I can have multiple opinions. I'm a Gemini on similar, on, yes. so I have two different opinions on ownership. Right, me as a black advocate, mm -hmm. you know, it pains me to see gentrification. Me as a black investor, I see money, exactly, I see coins. Mm -hmm. It's tough for me to say. People in the Midwest, in my experience, are serial renters. Exactly. I was telling someone that. That's why you don't even have, like, refrigerator. You don't offer refrigerators. Yeah, because they have one. Yep, they have them. Guess what? They pass down apartments. It's unfortunate for me as an educator yeah. because there's a, a level of guilt. Mm -hmm. Because I want to go educate and say, you guys need to break this. Mm -hmm. Y'all need to break this. But I can't. Look. <laughs> you have to choose your battles. Yeah. The scripture says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Mm. I love that. I love that. It's changing, you know, like slowly. It's slowly. It, I mean, so the wealth gap is 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 changing at a pace that we'll never see in our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. But the gap of knowledge mm -hmm. is much faster. Yes. And so I like to say it is our responsibility to, you know, reach back and liberate as many of our people as possible. Oh, but at India. the same time, I need my cash flow every month. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I I was just telling someone this, that um, I, you know, I removed myself from the, and I don't think I ever really dove into the coaching space, mm -hmm. but I just said that I'm not a coach, right? I'm a commander, Ooh. commander of excellence, okay. right? But one of the things that really shifted my mind on that is when I read about the Israelites, when God freed them, mm. right? And he opened up the Red Sea. They went through the wilderness and all of that, right? When, I never knew that right before they went through the Red Sea that the Egyptians get, gave them all their gold. Mm. So when they left Egypt... And then they made idols instead of... Mm-hmm. Let me I know tell that you. One. I know that Let one. Let me tell you. Yeah. They made an That's idol because they left with gold. So mm -hmm. this is why I changed my thought process on the type of women that I want to service. Yeah. Right? Even with credit. Yes, I help people get pretty on paper, got their credit together, but then they went and... Listen, you have to find the highest and best use of your time. And that's what that I'm means saying. you can't coach everybody. Right. Well, I'm not coaching <laughs> anybody. Okay. You can't I am command, command everybody. Command. Right. <laughs> I am um, more, I saw myself more like Harriet Tubman. She had the pistol. She went back. She mm -hmm. told them this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. The people that were ready, they ran. Yeah. And even Perhaps. the ones that went back that were trying to turn around, she was like, uh, you ain't going nowhere because <laughs> you ain't about to mess up our plan. Right. You know? But um, when I read that, I just said that. That was a that was an eye opener that um, history doesn't really repeat itself. People do. Yeah. Right. And so for God to free the people and give them wealth. And they they wandered through the wilderness for 40 years on an 11 day trip. It was only 11 days from the promised land. Mm. Okay. 11 days. 40 years. It took them 40 years. And even while they were there, they complained. They complained. 
why'd you bring us here? You brought us here to die. I mean, I read it and I just saw that it is important to take people that are ready to go. Yeah. I started implementing the mindset piece in Mm -hmm. my curriculum in 2019 Mm -hmm. after a year of people have 700 credit scores. People have been on their jobs for years and then their lease is up in their apartment and they still renew it. And I was like, I told you you were ready. (laughs) So mindset is so So big. It's so crazy. It's very hard to infiltrate Mm -hmm. because your mindset is your mother's and your grandmother's mm-hmm. and your, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you have to shed that. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest issues with trying to combat mindset. Well, so, we have to stop saying it runs in my family. Right. Well, you're saying it. So now it does. <laughs> right. Well, that runs in my family. You, if that's what you think. Right. As a man thinking, so is he. So is he. Right. Don't run in mine. Right. <laughs> it ain't running over here. It better it run back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until right? it ran into me. Yes. Until it until, ran into me. Until it ran into me. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it ran into my family until, until it ran, ran into, into me. me. Yeah. Ooh. Not no more. Girl. Because we Harriet. <laughs> okay. Stop right there. You know, let me tell you something about Harriet that I mentioned in the book. Um, Harriet, she was unique in that. I watched this documentary about her. She paid her owner the year's salary. Hmm. So let's say, for example, it was $100. She paid him the year's salary up front so that she can contract herself out. Wow. Right? So it takes a certain mindset anyway, mm-hmm. right? But she did that. And she worked for it. So when she contracted herself out, she worked for some fishermen. And the fishermen taught her how to read the stars in the sky. What? That's the part they don't tell you. Right? And her mom taught her how to heal herself with um, herbs and things like that. Mm. And her dad taught her how to read the trees. Mm-hmm. So all those three elements is what helped her yeah. navigate. I yeah, I love that. But if she hadn't contracted herself out, she paid her owner, here, take the money. Let me go work for some other people. She exposed herself to right. something new, which allowed her to gain freedom. It, it changed her mindset. Yeah, her mind was liberated. So she was able to liberate us. I think we see, they want us to see if she was a liberator. She was a genius. She was Let's genius. start there. But let's talk about, too, she also had uh, something where she would pass out. She had, I think it was like epilepsy. So she was on this road. Wow. On this trail or whatever. And she would pass out and she had these visions and God would tell her where to go. What? Not only that, when she became free, this is another thing that I talk about. And I really want people to really hear this. When she got to where she was going and she actually got freedom, there was a black woman who had never experienced slavery. She didn't. She wasn't a slave. She had to teach her how to speak like a free woman. Hmm. What? All of those elements, I think, really helped. Even when she went back, she had to go back with a different demeanor. She couldn't. Yes, whatever they did, whatever slaves did, because I wasn't there. Yeah. But whatever slaves did, she had to change her language. She couldn't be. She had to change her demeanor. Right. That's crazy. I think we take, um, I think we take um, for granted our paths. And that is such a big problem, too, Mm -hmm. because sometimes we're so bitter about the things that we go through. We keep missing the lessons and not understanding that those lessons are the bricks that are paving the way 
that are, you know, giving us our journey. Yes. And so, you know, some people spend their whole lives repeating the same cycle in the same season. Because it runs in my family. Because it runs. Until it ran into me, baby. Until it ran I'm into Harriet me. Tubman. <laughs> so, actually, are Harriet Tubman because now you're leading people to freedom of information. <laughs> okay. Oh, so talk yes. a little bit. Okay. So you actually are the glamorous, <laughs> Thank beautiful you. Harriet Tubman. Thank you. Um, leading black women, women, black people mm -hmm. to ownership. Yeah. So can you tell us more uh, about your next things, like your next... So Land Rover Lewis is back. Yes. <laughs> um, it's been a while, mm -hmm. so but we're going back on tour. Um, nice. Starting in October. Nice. So we do these three-day seminars, okay. um, conferences. The first day is, again, it's kind of setting the tone mm -hmm. and getting that mindset ready. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of networking. Mm -hmm. The second day, we're in the classroom. There's a lot of teachings, a lot of numbers, mm. and numbers kind of scare people. So what I realize is doing this market analysis, teaching people how to find the perfect deal. Mm -hmm. And again, the deal that will work in different markets, yes. the deal that will lead to your legacy, yes. not just your lifetime. Yes. Um, but teaching those things, it was kind of hard for people that are that need to learn in person and out in right. the field. Mm -hmm. So we started doing um, the in-the-field trips nice. so we do new construction tours okay. we do new development tours and we go on the field and you have a qr code that you scan and you're able to really follow along. yeah you follow along oh, and you're able to good. crunch the numbers yes and i'm like hey is this a good deal like you did with your son yes is this a good deal or is yes. it not mm -hmm. right and so so that you know when you leave here because fear is what cripples us yes i could teach you for two days but now that you've, you know, you stood in front of this property, you stood on this project, you know how much it costs. Yes. You know what the after after repair value yes. is. You know what it's going to take to get it where you mm -hmm. want it to go. Mm -hmm. Now is it a good deal? Right. And so when you teach that, people are a little more apt to take activity. Mm -hmm. I mean, take mm -hmm. action. Yeah. And, um, you know, add activity to, to what we're teaching. And so that tour starts in October. Nice. It ends in July. We're going to Charlotte, Houston, Dallas, D.C., Atlanta. Child, I don't know. A lot of places. <laughs> I don't know the dates. Yes. I do know we'll be in Charlotte the weekend of October 26th. Okay. Um, and Land Rover Labels is collaborating with Black Girls in Real Estate. Nice. So it's going to be a time. It's going to be It's going to awesome. be a time. Yeah. I'm excited. So tell people how to find you. So before I let you go, mm -hmm. since you're so polished, you got to get into this beauty too. Oh, I know. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because we were, we were. Yes. Okay, so because you are so polished oh, and so beautiful in person, you, as are you. please give us just one beauty tip and like one of your brands that you love to use. Um, I really love Caudalie face wash. Okay. Um, and I really have to wear Black Girl Magic sunscreen every day. Mm. Every day. I don't do a moisturizer. I just do that. I just do really? that. And rose water. Yeah. And someone else said rose water. Yeah. Rose water at least maybe three or four times a day. Like, yeah, it just refreshes me. I run around a lot, so yeah. it refreshes okay. me. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Thank okay. you. So, oh, yeah. So oh. tell the people where to find you. You can find me at landoverlabels.com. Um, that is where you'll be able to book your ticket to the tour. Um, Landover Labels on Instagram, and my personal Instagram is indiamonet, underscore indiamonet. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> On this episode, we covered polished and profitable. Yes. 
So on this episode, we covered polished and profitable. Um, listen, guys, this one you gotta you gotta watch because we went a little bit deeper than we thought. <laughs> But being profitable has a lot to do with mindset. Mm -hmm. It's not about just crunching your numbers. It's really about becoming the person that could actually do the thing. So we talk about that in there. Uh, mindset, big. Being polished is extremely important. But becoming a woman that can identify different ways to be profitable in one business, one property is essential. So check out the next episode. I hope you guys like it. Peace. It's a uh, niece of the shade. They was dying by my calling, now they peeping away.